You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at John chapter 6. Tonight we're talking about living the supernatural life. As we've already seen that God has given His church to be a demonstration for signs and wonders. And the word said, John said, Jesus had done so many works that even if all the books in the world could not contain what Jesus did. And we've had a look already. You look in your Bible, you can go into this book and you can, if you're doing a Bible study in summary, you can go count every miracle and it, you, know, you can list them and this is what Jesus did. That's not all that he did. The Bible says he was working all the time. There was everything he did was supernatural. You couldn't record everything. It just flowed out of him. Just flowed. You bump into him, you got healed. You just had to come with purpose and you'd get it. Never, ever, ever, not once, ever did he turn somebody away. You came for your miracle, you got it. What do you want? You got it. Please come, I'm coming. Everywhere. He never ever wondered if this would work or not. He totally expected the supernatural to flow out of him. Yeah, but that was Jesus. Yeah. That same Jesus said that if you believe your lands on the sick will recover, You'll cast out demons. You'll take up deadly serpents. They'll not harm you. Drink anything deadly. It'll not harm you. He said, the same works I did, you will do. And greater, because I go to the Father. Well, I suppose that's the only qualification. We need to ask ourselves, has Jesus gone to the Father? Okay, so that verse is activated. We're expecting greater work. See, this is what we need to keep renewing our minds to. Start, just make a decision today that if God says with him, all things are possible. What's impossible to man is possible to God. And then you get people, yeah, but that's not in every situation, and not, but maybe it's not, and could it be the will of God? And not? Just make a decision. I don't care. Why should anyone need to walk on water? I don't know. Peter didn't have any reason. He didn't have a calling or a need to walk on water. Maybe that's not your call. Maybe that's not what you... No, he didn't need it. And yet when when he saw Jesus walk in the water, he's just like, Lord, if that's you, tell me, come. Jesus, really, Peter, I had to walk from the shore. That's why I'm walking the water. You got no need to walk on water. What are you? I'm Jesus, man. Ah. Did he do that? If it's you, well, it is. Jesus had an obligation. He'd have to say yes, but, but you never get that coming out of Jesus' mouth. No, yes, buts. Yes, it's me, but. No, is it you? Yes. Well, I suppose the only thing left, you said if it's me, say come. Okay, come, because it's me. He didn't figure out whether this would work for Peter or not. 
And Peter stepped out and he walked on water. The only thing that stopped him was when the fear kicked in, when reasoning kicked back in. Didn't make sense to walk on water, but the word was never designed to make sense. It's designed to make faith. Faith comes by hearing, not sense. Reason comes by hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. And faith will act on what it doesn't see. And because he chose to believe at that moment, he could step out. But when reasoning kicked in, that's when he began to sink. That's what Jesus dealt with. Oh, you of? Sometimes when we read that, I know when I first read that, is his faith wasn't strong enough. Jesus said, look, your faith's weak. That's why you couldn't make it. No, that word little isn't small. Go read it up in the Greek. It means short duration. It's a time thing. You are a short burst of faith. You didn't extend. So it was a short burst. You have little, short faith. You had enough. You stepped on water, but then cut it short. If you extended it, you would have stayed on the water. What caused you to get out the boat will sustain you. If you just stay, I don't care, wind, waves, nothing, water, nah, 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 nah. Jesus said, come. Jesus, Jesus said, come. Ah, ah, nah, ah, no, no. And, his, and, his, and, and then his friends in the boat get, come on, you stupid. No, nah, nah, nah. Jesus said, come. I just keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm coming. You said, come. I believe I can fly. I truly do. I do. Yeah, really, Pastor. No, the day is coming. I will hear a trumpet. I will hear a shout. I'm out of here, man. I'm on that first bus going. Which we go clean through the city. Who's coming with? So, what's holding us back? Jesus lived a supernatural life. Let anything stop him. Family, God's called you to great things. Get rid of the limited thinking. Just forget the word can't, no, but. Decide to be, as God says, yes and amen. You expect doors to open. You expect favor. Jesus lived this way. We started having a look at this last week. He had a whole bunch of people, verse 5, Jesus lifted up his eyes, John 6, verse 5, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? That's a question. Where 
Shall we buy bread that these may eat? This he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Remember, I said last time that Adam had slipped from walking in the supernatural, from discerning to learning. He chose the way of the knowledge of good and evil instead of walking with God. Jesus, yeah, you can see demonstrating. Notice it says that he himself knew what he would do. Jesus had moved from the intellect to instinct. I heard a preacher say that one day and it registered with me. Move from intellect to instinct. Well, what are we going to do now? I don't know what to do. Get rid of that. Something happens. Listen. You will know. You will know. You will know. The one who does know lives within you. And he is revealing it to you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will remind you of what you've been taught. He will guide you into truth and will show you your future. You do know what to do. Learn to be aware, sensitive, trusted. Jesus sees people. He sees people hungry. And he knew what to do. Say this, I know what to do. And Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may eat a little. Now, go back to the question. What's the question? Where? What do they answer? How much? Family, when God asks you a question, it's not because he's looking for information. When he called Janine and I to come plant the church, we didn't say, did you check our bank account? Have you looked at my education? Have you looked at my training? We had a call. And that call drove us. You don't need to know how much. See, he got trapped into working for wage. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. You want us to do something. Now, how long must we work to get this done? We need money. You've, you've given us a mission. You've given us a call. But are you aware of what we need? How much money we need to do this? Come and have a look at the same account in Matthew chapter 14. Verse 13. Now remember, we're talking about almost 20,000 people here, maybe more. Because it said 5,000 men. And you know there's always more women in, in services than men. That's a tradition we must break. Can I get a bigger amen? 
not for mom to go to church and sort out the spiritual home. No, men need to stand up and be the man and lead their families in spiritual affairs. My in a holy house, and I want a bigger amen. And then, of course, there's all the kids in the service as well. So we have a lot of people here. Matthew 14, verse 13, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard he was there, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. Everyone say great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Underline, he was moved with compassion for them. What's compassion? Compassion is love motivated to action. Love motivated to action. God is love, but he didn't leave it there. God so loved the world that he gave his son. He was moved with compassion. He healed their sick. And when it was evening, this isn't a quick little nine to five church service. They were in church all day. I always hear the nervousness when I say it. One day we will do classical Bible. They were with him all day. When it's evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place. The hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go to the villages and buy themselves food. But, I love it when God buts. Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He said, don't worry, I'll look after it. He's training them. He's teaching them, you give them something to eat. Where are we going to find? It's 200 denarii. How are we going to pay for this? How many of you have a dream? How many of you have a dream that costs a lot of money? Where are you going to find what you need? He said this knowing what he's about to say. Let me ask this question. How many of you have a job? Can you see? There's some hands going up. You have a place of work. You, you earn income. Now, why? Why do you have a job? I'm asking for the Christianese. I'm asking, why, why do you have a job? Somebody. 
Put bread on the table. That's what I heard. See, someone was bold enough to answer. Why do you have a job? To earn money for a living. That's what I'm hearing. Why do you have a job? We need money. I've got a house to pay. I've got a car to pay. Got kids to feed. See, that's the Babylonian system. The Babylonian system, the way of the world, the whole system, the debt system, the way money is managed by superior entities, people that are controlling the planet through money, through commodities, through stock markets, the way we trade, the whole system is designed to keep you in debt. Get your mind off of your dream onto paying for your house, your car, and as long as I can keep you paying for the house and the car, I can keep you working for a minimum wage while I get rich off of that. That's the Babylonian system. There's only a few elite people that own the majority of the wealth on the earth, the physical wealth, but the whole system is never Find out the secrets that they know because if you find out, then who's going to pay them anymore? And that's working through mammon. It's a demonic system. Satan must keep you sweating and struggling and battling as long as he keeps you need. I need to eat, so i got to work. I need to get something out of me. i got to feed me. i got to get my food, my, my family, protect us, look after us. i got to me, me, my. And, and that's the reason I get up every morning. Who, who is so excited for tomorrow, you can't wait for the alarm to go off. Like you want to go. No, it's because you have to. Family of God, if we want to see supernatural, we're going to have to break with the Babylonian system. We have to stop thinking the way the Babylonian systems designed us to think. We have to think God thoughts. We have to think the way God thinks. We have to do things the way God does them. If you want to see supernatural, you're going to have to operate on a supernatural wavelength. A supernatural frequency. You, we can't allow our flesh to make the decisions anymore. We can't allow the bank account. We can't allow our bosses to make our decision. We've got to start listening to God. And why is the reason that I have a job? Ephesians 4 verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer. Why would he open up with that? Because here's the thing. As long as I need to work more and get more for me, there's only so many hours in the day. So I get a second job and that still doesn't pay. So I do a little sideline thing and that still doesn't pay so I think I've got to now charge more than I'm supposed to charge now I become lack of integrity and I start to take things that don't belong I sell you a cheaper thing for more expensive trying to get more money and when that doesn't pay enough then I need to start cheating on taxes 
taxes. And once I start cheating on taxes, I'm still getting more money, but now I need to take. And then I see, ooh, that's empty. No one's looking. I'll take that. Now I'm into stealing, taking. Why? Because it's just, it's at the end of the day, it's poverty that's driving any form of that type of, that, that, that type of criminality. It's a mindset of lack. You land up taking what doesn't belong to somebody. It says, let him who stole steal no longer. And that's not just talking about walking into someone's house and taking their TV. This is talking about that, 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 that extra hour charging overtime but going home an hour earlier. It's slipping that pen into the... Supposed to be in, in the office at 8.30, but we only arrived like 9, 10, have coffee, and then we're still busy, you know, sorting out our desks by 11. And before you know, we have to now sign on. It's 12 o'clock, but now it's lunchtime, so now we're going to eat lunch. And so, you know, lunch is an hour, but, you know, we got chatting, so now it's an hour and a half, two hours. Now it's 2 o'clock, now it's 3 o'clock, but it's almost chila, so we might as well have a cup of coffee. And so we sit down and have a coffee, and then now, oh, no, it's, I know it's 4.30. We're supposed to only go at 5, but, you know, I'm in traffic, so let's go. And how much work was actually done? Yeah, but they, they owe me a salary. Let them not pay it. I'll strike. I will show you. You need to give me an increase. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather. Work, labor, there is work. Faith without is dead. We, we do need to work. But work with your hands what is good. Why? That you would have something to give him who has a need. I'm not working for me. I am working for you. You got to get this. You are not working to pay your house off. You're working for other people. Oh, Jesus. The day... You get this revelation, you will never lack again. See, when I'm trying to make money, I'm going to try and sell you something. But you don't want it. So I've got to trick you to buying it. I've got to make it sound more than what it really is. You can't live without this thing. And you've you got to buy it because I've got to get your money. I want the money. And so I sell you. How many of you have ever bought something and you used it once or twice, now it's sitting at the back of a cupboard somewhere and you only throw it away when you move? Come on, let me see. Uh-huh. Why? Because someone wanted to make money off you. And we fell for it. But you notice Jesus? He never worked for himself. He had compassion for people. 
He had compassion for people. What do you need? What do you want? These people need to eat. How are we going to feed them? Because when you have other people on your mind and you want to meet their need, let me find out what you want. And when I discover what you want and I provide what you want, what you need, I will never lack. Never. You study it out. Even in the natural, these multi-wealthy people, they never did it for money in the beginning. I don't know where they stand today. I don't know. I don't comment on any individual. But what did they do? They found a need that the world needs, and they gave it. And in giving it, the wealth of the world came pouring in. Don't think of ways to make money. Look for a need and fill it. Just start doing something. Yeah, but no one's paying me for it. That's the point. We're still stuck in a Babylonian system. See, we don't understand the kingdom. Jesus goes to a bunch of men and says, listen, it's early in the morning. They're standing around at the workplace on the side of the road with their paint rollers. And, and he goes and says, will you work for me? I'll give you a denarii. A denarii is a day's wage. Yeah, sure, of course. Come on ahead and work. And so he goes back lunchtime and there's still a bunch of people. He says, come, would you work for me? I'm going to give you a wage. Yes, sure. And then an hour before closing, he gets a whole bunch of guys and says, come, will you come work for me? And they said, yes. And when he closes, he pays the people that worked one hour a denarii. And he pays the people that only worked half the day a denarii. So the people that worked all day said, excuse me, you pay the guy who works an hour a denarii? I worked all day. He says, did we not agree to a denarii? Yeah, but it's not fair. He worked only an hour. That was the agreement. He met a need and he got his day's wage. How many of you are going to start thinking the way Jesus thinks? You see a need, but no one's paying me for it. Doesn't matter. I'm not working to get paid. I'm not working to get paid. I'm here to meet a need. And as long as I meet a need, if you don't pay me, God is not a debtor to anyone. He has his word, and he said he will make sure that he gets it to you. Did he not tell Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord said, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to land I will show you. And from I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. Abraham wasn't called to get the blessing. His calling was to be a blessing. To be a blessing. Say that. Abraham was called to be a blessing. I am called by the same calling. 
I am Christ's, and therefore I'm Abraham's seed. Listen to the from the Amplified, Genesis 12, verse 2 from the Amplified. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, and I'll make your name famous and distinguished. You'll be a blessing, dispensing good to others. That's where Pastor Dalen spoke in the offering message when he read from Proverbs 11, verse 22, uh, 24 from the message. He didn't know what I was speaking on tonight. But you know how God puts these things together. Proverbs eleven twenty four from the message. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The word of the stingy, the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The word also of the stingy. This is the world of the stingy. Listen to this. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. That's God's kingdom. I said, that's God's kingdom. That's the way Jesus operated. He always found out what people needed. And as long as he did that, he never lacked. Yah are people without food. We're not sending them back to the village. Uh, they're hungry. Yah's a need. What are we going to do to do feed them? He was opening the kingdom to them. Remember Matthew 6.33? Seek first the kingdom of God. Think his way. Do things his way. What happens? All these things will be added to you. You want to see the supernatural in your life. Bump your neighbor and say, take your mind off yourself. Philippians 4.19. We all know the scripture. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How many of you want that? Only three, five, seven, eight. You have needs. You want them supplied. Yes? Well, how did that happen? Look at verse 15. You Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving you only. Now, the implication of that is every other church you went to, they only received from Paul. They just took, took, took. Everything he had, he, they took from him. He says, you're the first church that gave back. You're the first church that fed into my need. He says, verse 16, even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once again for my necessities. He says, I'm not talking about the gift. I'm not trying to get more out of you. I seek the fruit that abounds to your account, I have all, I abound, I'm full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God, and because you looked after me, you got into the kingdom system looking out for my needs, and because of that, you've activated the supernatural. My God shall supply all your needs. Come on, give Jesus praise if you got a hold of that. <laughs> Family of God, I want us to see the supernatural. The way we do that is take ourselves off our minds and let's activate the kingdom of God 
you seek first his kingdom. Look out for the needs of other people. When you see someone blessed, don't think, what about me? No. How can I bless someone else? Literally, I, I made a choice. I will live the life of a giver even if no one ever gives. I give, 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 give. Yeah, but no one ever gives back to you. No one, I don't mind. I'm not doing it to get. I'm, I'm a, I want to give. I want to bless. And I want, that's who God's called us to be. We are. If Janine and I see a need, we'll give it. We don't think about it. So just excuse us if we live the blessed life because I can't help it. I can't outrun it. Amen. Hallelujah. It's making a decision. When you see a need, go ahead and fill it. So when you're going to work tomorrow, you're excited because I'm not going to sweat at the cold face to get a salary at the end of the month. I am going in, and I know there are people that have needs out there. And I need to get out there early. I need to get out there as soon as possible. I'm going to identify. I'm going to look for needs. And whatever that need is, be it prayer, be it a financial gift, be it something. My boss needs something. If they need that carried there to there, I'm not going to check my job spec and say that's not my response. No, I'll pick it up. If he wants it there, I will carry it there. If he needs coffee, I'm not going to look for the tea lady. I'm going to go make the coffee because I'm the one closest to the kettle right now. I'm, I'm going to serve. I'm going to look for what's needed. If I see a furniture's broken, I'm going to go and fix them. I'm not going to call the carpenter. I'm there right now. I'm going to, family of God, I promise you, you live this way. The day will come, I tell you. If you have to take the day off, everyone's going to wonder, where, 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 where? Uh, where's, what, why? Look at this. What's this not, that's not happening. This is not happening. No, we, now, now, oh, now the boss sees. We don't want to lose this guy. Maybe we should double his salary. Maybe we should give him a title. Maybe we should give him an office. Maybe we should give him a, come on, give Jesus praise. Stand to your feet today. It's time for that supernatural. Amen. Your job is not just pushing those keys on that keyboard. You're a carrier of the gospel. You have the anointing in you. You lay hands on the sick. They recover. You are in the mission field. Hallelujah. This is what Janina, we, we, we raised this household this way because often I hear people I'm cold. I don't know why no one sees it. But I don't see it. That's the point. Yeah, but I'm an evangelist. Oh, you are? Evangelists lead people to Jesus. They keep bringing people to church. They can't be quiet. They're always talking to, yeah, but one day I'll get my microphone and my platform and my lights. No, no. Did you lead your neighbor to the Lord? Are you bringing people? That, that's an evangelist. I want to see that happening, that we eventually go, hang on, maybe we should give this guy a job. We need to get him out on the field to go and get more people saved. You're not doing it for the title, the microphone. It's the calling. Hallelujah. Jesus saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion. What do they need? Family, you are the answer to this world's problems. Just lift your hands in his prayer and say, Father, thank you for your word. I receive it tonight. Forgive me. I am not 
going to allow my flesh to make my decisions anymore. From this day forward, I am your feet, I am your hands, I am your mouth, I am your storehouse. And I'm looking with the eyes of Jesus and I'm moved with compassion. When I see a need, I will be the one to fill that need. Highlight it for me. Show it to me. And I know as I do this, I'll never sweat another day in my life. I'll never toil another day in my life because I am involved with the works of God. I'll never lack another day in my life. My every need is fully supplied. Whatever I receive from my place of employment is a seed to keep activating this kingdom lifestyle. When I do things your way, I activate the supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise Jesus.